Welcome to the Healing Playground podcast with international best-selling authors, host, life transformation and recovery coach, domestic violence advocate, Holly Hartman, and co-host, peace expert and performance coach, Tammy Katura. The Healing Playground podcast, where healing can be fun and releasing shame can be done. The Healing Playground podcast welcomes all kinds of healing modalities and recovery stories. We invite you to come play with us in the playground of possibility where freedom exists in healing. We are so glad you came to play with us on the Healing Playground today. Make sure you click subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast player and be notified of new weekly episodes. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us and receive more information about the Healing Playground podcast and the international best-selling I Am, How to Release the Shame of Narcissistic Abuse and Transform Financial Poverty to Wealth Beyond Numbers by visiting IamReleasingShame.org or thehealingplaygroundpodcast.com. Today's episode is sponsored by I Love Releasing Shame Events, the fabulous international collaborative project gone international bestseller, I Am, How to Release the Shame of Narcissistic Abuse and Transform Financial Poverty to Wealth Beyond Numbers, is now offering events to support us on our daily experience of releasing shame. There is no more need to be afraid of being seen by ourselves when we can catch even the worst of that with tender love and care. Meet the authors, personally experience their gentleness, be held in their favorite healing modality, learn a new skill, meet your superpowers, and start transforming your fate. Visit IamReleasingShame.org for event descriptions, registration, and tell your event host you've been connected through the Healing Playground podcast. Welcome to the Healing Playground podcast, where healing can be fun and releasing shame can be done. All are welcome to come play with us. The Healing Playground is open to all kinds of different healing modalities and the stories of healing and recovery. We are open to a playground of possibilities. My name is Holly Hartman and I am your host for today's episode. And I am so excited you came here to play with us today. And I cannot wait to introduce you to today's talented guest. And today I am super excited to have one of my good friends here, Jennifer Collette. And um, she is an international best-selling author. So congratulations for that. Thank you. Very and much. she's also a complimentary healthcare provider. So welcome. And I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Yay. So, you know, the, the podcast that we're doing here, we're really talking about people's healing journey and how it can be fun and how we can really shame. And so I'm just going to ask you a few questions and we'll just have an awesome okay. dialogue and uh, get to know each other a little bit more and, um, and help people get connected to their next steps. So um, tell me a little bit about yourself, maybe a little bit about your story and, um, you know, a couple key points about your own healing journey. Um, I'm a mom and a grandmother and uh, reaching that point of just learning my womanhood again. So um, I'm a complimentary healthcare provider. And what that is, is it works alongside allopathic medicine. And it's, um, it's aiming at trying to find the best path of healing for the individual we're working with. A lot of the people that I've worked with have had um, struggles within the system. And so oftentimes with abuse and narcissism and things like that these things overlap so I help people negotiate 
through those struggles and find a better way living more comfortably in their own skin. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Thank we need you. more of that out in the world, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. so many people don't know where to go next. And it sounds like you weave that together and help them discover their own path. That's it. I mean, we all have our own individual journey that we want to, that we need to follow. And we've been taught from the point where we're born and enter, you know, into society that we have to follow a pattern and we forget to listen to our own patterns mm-hmm. and let those develop as nature decides or should define. Oh, so. that's beautiful. So what you do is, is that, does that tie in with your own healing journey? Is that, is that how you got yeah. into what you're doing? It is actually. Um, I went through a lot of experiences in my younger life, in my you know, formative years, but also in my own expansion years when I first stepped out into the world. And I had no idea what I was experiencing, but it was one big mess after another. And then once I learned, um, there wasn't a system that I realized why I was struggling so much. And it's because I was trying to fit a system that didn't fit the need. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually caused more harm. So what I started to do was study complementary medicine um, because I don't believe again, in throwing compl- complementary, complementary medicine. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's including all different, it's not just Western medicine or Eastern medicine. It travels around the world, but uses folk. Um, the World Health Organization recognizes folk medicine as traditional healing. And so that's the platform that I started on and did my first thesis with complementary medicine on my own, because one, I didn't have access to education. Two, I didn't have any kind of mentors around to help me. And I so desperately needed mentors. So I did a relaxation therapy course, and then I moved on to complementary medicine. And then I moved on to energetic medicine and expanded out from there into the abuse and uh, domestic and interpersonal violence. And, but I, one of the things I'm most, that I had kept to myself, but worked the hardest on was my cannabis or alternative pain Mm. strategies because addictions in my community, addictions became something that was so um, overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it took away from any of the other growth that I was seeing in my community because all of the energy was going to that disorder and dis-ease, you know, so... Um, And that's where I started with cannabis. And then I learned that cannabis, like the human body has, um, and and, well, it's endocannabinoid system. The human body has an endocannabinoid system. Cannabinoids, cannabis is rich with them. And that system helps us to grow, to start like a seed. And every other system in our body is run by that. So once I recognized those and folded that into the emotional energetic healing, it became a whole holistic therapy that just it's very much one-on-one it can reach you anywhere and it's all about you creating boundaries creating your growth and then the expansion of that growth from there so oh that's beautiful yeah I relate to that um you know I'm a part of a recovery program myself called 12-step spiritual recovery it's um spirit you know it's recovery for all people because there really is that you talked about that disease that um that 
there, there's so much healing needs to be done, but that's almost like that groundwork has to be done before you can really dig further into it. Like that's the, totally, you know, it's breaking that, that surface to then get down to really what the, the root of the problem is right. um, because so much of recovery really comes from trauma experience, whatever your body, you know, experienced their right. trauma. And then it isn't just a one size fits all. It's not a black and white type of, uh, of thing right. that happens. So it sounds like you definitely have the more holistic approach and more customized yeah. approach for that individual because we're not all the same, right? Is that what That's I'm hearing? Right. Yeah, you are. And it was such a struggle for me personally while I was going through it and then coming, going through the chronic health mm-hmm. struggles and then overcoming all of that and the, the you know, intimate personal violence mm-hmm. and the violence in relationships aspect. And there's so much shame around it that oh, yeah. complementary healthcare was the only way that I could heal and actually walk my talk. Yeah. You know, so absolutely. Well, you talked a little bit about shame. Um, that I'm glad that you brought that up because that's that's a connecting thing for many of us in, in re- our recovery and our healing. Um, but yeah. not, most people don't look at that aspect first, like that or in, in that in their healing. So can you talk a little bit about maybe how you release shame or an experience that you had with that in your own healing journey? Yeah. Um, a lot of the shame work that I did, um, something I called the, the Vaknin-Grenin effect. And Sam Vaknin and Richard Grenin are two individuals that um, do a lot of educating mm-hmm. about narcissistic abuse and recovery. And that. Yeah, I follow them. <laughs> yes. So that effect that I use with people as well, it, it was like an unbrainwashing and re-brainwashing mm-hmm. almost. And the unbrainwashing part comes with bombarding um, and releasing that shame and understanding what it is that you're looking at, right? Oh, I freaking get it. Okay, now that I get it, I can take a different path because this weight isn't suffocating me, right? And then moving from that to rebrainwash, who am I? Who is this relationship? What relationship do I have with myself? What is uh, important in these ideals that I have? And I'm rewriting my worldview as I come to a new understanding. So what am I doing to re-brainwash myself? I'm following, finding really great role models, people who are good vibes to, to lift and be lifted by because those models I had before were abusive models. And to if I don't want to re- fall into those patterns again, I really need to find new models. So that's part of how I released shame by recognizing that it wasn't about me. It was about what those individuals needed me to form and be to fit their model. Yes. Mine was different and I needed to be allowed to feel it out and have people actually appreciate mm-hmm. and feel that respect. So it was about taking again. And when I learned to take, I learned to release that shame because I just didn't feel it anymore mm-hmm. and it was okay. You know? So. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I relate to that a lot um, in my own healing journey too of this once I became informed and could like speak words to what was happening, that knowledge is power in, in the sense that we were disempowered by the, by the abuse yeah. or neglect or whatever trauma we experienced. And that knowledge creates this power, not a narcissistic power, but this empowering energy empowerment. within ourselves, empowerment. And then uh, looking for those mentors, that's also something that is very, um, that is part of my journey. I need to look to people that have what maybe they've experienced. And that's why we love this podcast is because it is people sharing that 
this is what I went through. Now I'm going to model a new, a new way of living. And we need more of that. And that's the whole heart of this podcast really is what you're talking about is let's look for those people that are modeling this behavior that I want to emulate, not, not mimic, but create the energy that is for myself. And that's That's right. We're making space in our lives for this potential to be fulfilled. Right. And if we clear off the blueprint from all of the dust and crap covering it, we can see. Let's do that and just let ourselves, you know, open up like a a lotus blossom opens and unfolds. Right. Yeah. Uncovering our authentic self before we were stepped on, before we were broken, before all those systems or programs programmed us to believe that we're different than who we are and we get to be to our core being. Yes. Oh, I yeah. love all that. That's beautiful. So, okay. So we talked about shame, which is huge in our own healing. Yeah. And a lot of people don't talk about it, right? For some reason, yeah. there's shame around talking about shame. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. but it's, it is a, a necessary facet of our healing. If we're not releasing shame, we really get stagnant. We really need that. So after yeah. we release shame, it really opens up this playground of possibilities, right? Mm. Of like, that now it really gets fun when we get to release that shame and we're like, okay, wh- whoa, the world's an oyster. <laughs> like, uh-huh. oh, what can I do next? Yeah. So what are some things you do to make healing fun for you? Because we know that healing can be tough, right? Like I'm not going to like lie and say that it's puppy dogs and rainbows every day. It's not, but there are things we can do <laughs> to make healing fun. So what are some yes. things you do? Uh, okay. Well, <clears throat> gardening, that's a big one. Ah, right? nature. <laughs> That's true. Um, and you, you know, I have a greenhouse, so it's completely closed in. Nobody can see. <laughs> right. So it's not just fun, but for releasing that shame, I'm learning to s- strip off the layers, so to speak. And that feels incredibly good to me. Um, so in my healing, in my meditation moments, and when I'm needing to be my most authentic, fully present, feeling everything, that's when I'm stripping off my layers privately in my greenhouse. That's what I like to do. Um, Dancing is another one. So every playlist has a function for me. And I use playlists a lot in my healing um, teachings. And those playlists, when you need to get up and move, you pick certain songs from certain artists that have a good message within a certain musical range. Nothing depressing. Even if it's a beautiful song and it's depressing, you don't want it on that list. So there, I do that. It's fun. Um, There are some pretty interesting songs out there and my musical knowledge expands daily. So that's part of what I do to release. And I have a crazy extreme of music that I like from country to, you know, insane clown posse to, you know, um, (laughs) beastie boys to like, you know, classical music. Right. So there's a lot of um, variation in there. Uh, What else do I do? I used to do a lot of drawing, but now I do a lot of writing. And one of the things that I only recently realized was that my education was part of what I did to release my shame. Mm -hmm. And so I found that that was actually one of my unhealthy, toxic behaviors. That's how I found it. I had been using my school, um, my work to hide from my the things that were going on and the things I couldn't fix. So if I could, couldn't fix this, at least I can build something here and be useful. And that I held so much shame as if I wasn't 
allowed to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And right down to the point where my body was wasting away to skin and bones, nothing. Mm-hmm. All of these pieces. And in my education, once I got it and I released shame and I felt finally that I deserved it. Yes, I was allowed, yeah. you know, that now everything I do, I'm openly talking about it. I'm openly sharing it. I'm openly saying you can do this too. You do not have to be locked in that box. Whoever told you that that was the right way to think wasn't right for you. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to get out of the boxes and we're going to come to the playground where we can do anything and everything we want to do. Right. (laughs) That's right. I want the tree swing, maybe Uh a, you know, 20 foot drop into a nice, deep, comfortably, not too cold pool. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We're talking about kind of playfulness in that way. So let's just totally random question, but would you rather build a snowman or a sandcastle? I used to, in my younger days, all for winter camping not a chance these days we're going complete sandcastle right (laughs) I need that warmth yeah yeah Yeah. I totally understand that coming out of winter and going into summer I think that would probably be what I would speak to as well so (laughs) and then you get the ocean waves you get that calm peaceful noise and all that too (laughs) the feeling of the sand and the warm sun yeah I need it yeah well it sounds like you have a lot of fun in your healing I love what you shared about uh, you know, getting out in your greenhouse, like when we get our hands in the dirt, that that getting into mother nature and that that energy, we're, we're all energy and we all exchange it, right? So getting yeah. into that replenishes us. And then you said you're you're dancing to all the different, I love that, dancing to the, all the different, I was going to ask, what. so what, what do you listen to? And you're like, everything. And I love that. Yeah. And I love the note you made about not putting the depressive stuff in there. Like, yeah. you know, that there's a time and a place for that. But like when we're in that playful, fun, healing place, that, that what you described sounds beautiful. And, um, and then writing. Yeah. For me, I do a lot of more creative kind of stuff and that kind of thing. So I love how you've said that, but also that acknowledgement of we can do things that are healthy, but we can do them to the, the extreme where they block us from really, but on the outside looking in, it looks Mm -hmm. healthy, but really we're, we're almost using that to numb out. So we don't have to deal with the shame, deal with the things that are really going on. And, and it takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of things to break through that. And it sounds like you've been able to do that on your journey, which is beautiful. Learning to every day, I'm looking for something new, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, and recognizing that even though we're struggling in our own journey, our struggle also hurts those people around us. Yes. Right. So we we are healing and have every right to do that, but we've got to be careful not to step on those little seedlings that are struggling around us, right? Yeah. Yeah, everybody has their own journey. And that's why I love this podcast is because we all get to share our journeys and you might hear a part of your story from somebody else and go, Oh, I've experienced totally get that it. too. Yeah. Oh, and then she used that to get there. Maybe I can implement that. And it's a, there, there's a, a playground of possibilities, right? There's no, that's right. Wrong way yeah. There's that's right. no, totally. right, you know, so I, I love that we're talking about that today. Like you kind of said that on your journey that, you know, you've used all kinds of different things, Western medicine and Eastern medicine and all, you know, bringing all the things together to create what works for you. And then you teach that, you know, and that is it. We're, we're never fully arrived anywhere. We're all on this healing yeah. journey. So if you believe that you're talking to a mentor that's fully arrived or they act like they're fully arrived, you may want to look for another mentor. 
because yeah. the reality is <laughs> we'll never ever be there, but we can get healthier and we can That's continue right. to expand. And, and, you know, cause if we all got to that pinnacle, gosh, life would be boring, right? <laughs> It would. I'm glad you pointed that out because that's actually what I look for is if I'm going to, we all come to that stage, but if I'm going to find somebody, I'm looking for somebody who can really help me evaluate my own. They need to have been there. Mm -hmm. They need to be free and comfortable to talk about how they've been there in life and the mistakes that they've made and the things they learned from those mistakes, because that's part of a a person's healing journey. Mm -hmm. But when I run into somebody who is woke, and it's, it's an offense to my healing because I'm, I'm feeling that projection of what I should become again. <laughs> and it's not, you know, let me unfold. I really need to feel safe to unfold with you. And that means that you've had to feel safe to unfold with somebody else. So you know where my journey's come. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. So. Vulnerability. It, it yeah. is that helps us release our shame if somebody else can be vulnerable with us and share our stories. And Brene Brown talks so much about that, that releasing that vulnerability and all those are connected and we have to have that experience. And that's another reason for this podcast is to hear somebody's story go, Oh, me too. I've experienced that. And then those walls start to come down and then, then you really, you, you become more awakened to all the different things that are available to you. Uh, but yes. we shield up because nobody around us is being vulnerable with their story and, and we can't connect with them. We don't, it's kind of like, well, you could be talking the talk, but are you walking the walk? Like I need that's to know right. you're on this journey with me. You know, you may be yeah. five steps ahead and that's totally fine, but I need to know that, you know, you know, we don't have to know everything. We don't have to have experienced abuse in the way you experienced or experienced trauma yeah. in the way you experienced it but we have to be able to relate to people in their story and know yeah. that we're not alone in that. So that's beautiful. That's I'm glad right. you said that. Um, so let's, let, we'll talk a little bit about like what healing modalities and you've talked about it some that you teach or you use in your business or like, how can you help? How do you help your clients um, if they were to connect with you? And then also to, um, can they connect with, is it all just a physical meeting or can they connect with you online or how does that work? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your business and, and how you can help people. Cause if they connect with your story, I want them to be able to connect to you. Okay. So one of the, it's a multi-armed business. So with the, regards to the holistic and traditional medicine, you can connect with me on my website at um, www.complementary.healthcare. And you can connect with me email as well. Um, the medicine you can, one of the things that I do is I provide testing and I provide protocols. So what types of medicine, all different types of medicine uh, plants, but what types of medicine would you need in the chronic illness that you're dealing with? That's one part and separate. So that can be done online. It can be done over the telephone. We can do it in many different ways. Okay. These days, there's not really the access to the mobile service for me to go right out and help you set up an energetically holistic and um, medicine garden, which is another service. But that once COVID's gone, that's another option. And in that, I'm working with you in lifestyle rehabilitation. And that's the, the next part of the service that I do. The lifestyle rehabilitation could be for any type of dysfunction or disorder. So from personality disorder to disorganization, to you know, um, addictions, different things like our chronic illness. So 
when we're recovering, the process is very similar at the very beginning, right? So, um, and that's online. You can you can get that through regular, consistent uh, telephone or face to face through Facebook, or um, or I can do meetings if you're local. Again, COVID. Sensitive. And what's local to you? Where Where are you located? I'm in Peterborough, Ontario. Okay. Yeah. So I'm up in Canada, um, and I do have a. I mean, I can travel, but it's just much easier, especially we can when we can use telephones and people can bring their phones right out to their gardens too. So we really make it work. We adapt, and the pivot is one of the exercises that we do, and that's learning how to go with the flow. And if that doesn't work, let's find another option because we're always looking for the can. How can we? Enough can'ts. We've been told no. We've told ourselves no. Enough. Flip the script, right? So um, the domestic violence and the uh, abuse therapy, I'm different in the way I work that way. Mm-hmm. I work both with targets and abusers. Oh, interesting. The path that I take with those, and I don't, the word abusers has been given to that type of therapy. It is a lifestyle rehabilitation, whether you have been the toxic person or the target of. So um, the strategies are different. Mm-hmm. They're very confrontational. Yes. Is what the word is mm-hmm. used. Mm-hmm. So every single time a person changing their behavior, they have a pattern. And just like any other drug, mm-hmm. when you abstain, you are no longer allowed to practice and get that hit of supply from those behaviors. Yes. The target is responsible for learning to develop boundaries and tell you as the toxic person Mm -hmm. when those behaviors are harmful and you don't get to tell them so that's a whole process that takes a very long time to do and it's only a small part so that people can step out into a therapeutic environment with somebody else who's got the skill set to handle the specific struggle that they're dealing with but you're more triage more the crisis part and then implement into okay that makes sense. And I'm a domestic violence advocate too. So I, I help with survivors, but uh, I love what you're doing with the complimentary of bring, understanding that there are both sides to that and, and not yeah. just saying good luck in the world. So that's great. I love that program. I think it's dangerous to present women with the idea that they need to be afraid in one. We need to teach them how to stand on their own two feet, that there are appropriate times to, and it's not called mutual combat. It's called self-defense. We hold that ground. We hold it firmly. These are the boundaries you do not cross. And once we teach women to feel empowered that way, those battles don't happen as often. Mm -hmm. And we're not retaliating or getting angry back. We're simply stopping the violence. So therefore that's that spiral isn't continuing. So it's been a very different there's been an attitude, a mindset that women aren't supposed to be aggressive, but when we balance each other or mirror each other, we'll see, we see that women aren't being aggressive when they're doing the same behaviors as men to stay safe, mm-hmm. right? We're being assertive. Yeah. So, um, and that's, we don't have to shame men either or women because this is, there yes. are, there's violence from both sides. Absolutely. We don't need to shame the toxic we need to reteach mm-hmm. at the same time as offer no give and take. There's no tolerance for abuse. So, and when people realize that what they're doing is abusive and the shame is released and they have somebody they can trust, this is safe. I can walk through, I can learn new behaviors, change my toxic worldviews. They do 
right? Yeah. And just it like it takes a train. willingness, right? Like the party right. has to be willing yeah. uh, to make right. that happen. So, wow, that's beautiful. I love all the different ways Thank people you. can connect to healing through what you do. And I'm a multi-passionate too. I think that there's not just one. I love that, that term. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the I first mean, time I've heard called, it. Yeah. We're um, called to do different things sometimes, but they all intertwine. Like my, um, you know, my undercurrent is helping people break toxic cycles, no matter what that looks like, like that. And so that, that shows up in lots of different facets of ways. Um, So I relate a lot to your story and what you're sharing that, um, you know, there's different elements and we're going to meet you where you're at and we're going to provide the service you need where you're at. And then we also have this playground of possibilities that whatever your next step is, we've got that too. And it sounds like you, you truly have a playground of possibilities, no matter what uh, they come to you for. I do. I'm sorry. My earbuds just died. So I hope you can still hear me. All right. I can hear you. Perfect. No, you're totally fine. Uh, so before we, we wrap it up, are there any other additional resources or tips or anything that someone might be listening to this today and go, wow, that was a lot. And now I'm excited to get started on my healing journey. Um, you know, do you have any tips or pointers or resources or ways to direct them um, either with your, what you do or even outside of what you do that you think might be helpful to our listeners? Yeah, sure. Every week, every day of the week, there's a different theme. Um, and I provide YouTube videos and articles on Facebook. So you can always look me up there and each of those breaks down a topic. And so every day follows a certain theme. And then there's the YouTube channel, Complementary Healthcare, you can follow as well. And in those, I point towards resources that are free. Everything is accessible that I I use. Mm -hmm. So nothing is going to cost you an arm and a leg, or you'd have to trade out your hydro bill or your food bill for therapy, Uh right? So, um, and all of those, Richard Grannon, Sam Vakanen again, too. Um, Dr. Romani is another one mm-hmm. I think is really important to, to take a follow. Um, there's so many, mm-hmm. I would just keep on going, but on those Facebook and YouTube, there's all of those resource lists that awesome. I point people to. Awesome. And we'll put that in the show notes. So if anybody's listening and wants to have those resources, you don't have to go dig and find them. Cause we also know that when you're in the middle of a trauma response or in the starting of your healing journey, it can get overwhelming. So we will make sure we have all that in the show notes for you. So, um, Oh, well, any final words or any words of encouragement for anybody that is coming to this playground to join us today <laughs> on yep. something that they might need to know? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I have any final words. Just thank you for the opportunity for people to come and learn. Yeah. The more you can, the more you work you do, the more people learn. And I, I'm loving this. This is beautiful. So thank you. Thank you for coming to play on the Healing Playground. We will catch you next week with a new episode. And until then, enjoy the Playground of Possibilities. Thank you for playing with us today on the Healing Playground podcast, where healing can be fun and releasing shame can be done. We know from our own experiences that our healing journeys will be far from perfect. And rather than looking for the right way, we encourage you to find your way. We invite you to support yourself on your healing journey by joining our Play Pod Squad community at IamReleasingShame.org. When you'd like to be a guest on the show, have an idea for an episode, please write to us at IamReleasingShame.org. We love honest feedback. Please leave a review or comment on your podcast player. Till next week. Today's episode is sponsored by Life Transformation Coach Holly Hartman. 
If you are wanting to accelerate your healing and get additional support and guidance, Holly is currently accepting new one-on-one coaching clients. You can contact her at solodatechallenge.com and sign up for a free Explorer consultation call. Today's episode is sponsored by the book 12 Steps Spiritual Recovery by author James Christopher Cohn, available on Amazon.com. 12 Step Spiritual Recovery is an inclusive 12-step recovery program for all. If you are on a healing journey and you are looking for more or better out of life, or you are needing additional support, come check out TSSR. Visit the 12stepspiritualrecovery.com website or Facebook and Instagram for more information. Look for hashtag TSSR.